Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sisters in Scripture. You got your girl Glow here, and I have my two besties. What's up, y'all? It's Lady T. And Mare Bear. And today we are doing the story of the woman who was caught in adultery. This can be found in John 8, verses 1 through 11. But first, we'll start off with prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for bringing us together again, Lord. We pray for all of our listeners, Lord. We pray that you just give them everything that they need, that you just lift them up in the areas of their life where they are struggling, Lord, that you keep them afloat and that you be their comforter through all the trials and tribulations that life has to offer, Lord. We thank you for being with us as we go through the waters and through the fires and through and over and under obstacles. We thank you that you're there. We thank you for your son, Jesus, that he died on the cross for us and that he rose and that he showed us the way. And we pray that you continue to bless us, bless this podcast and bless all of our listeners. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so we are going to talk about the woman who committed adultery. So in the story, Jesus had went to the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning, he came into the temple and all the people came with him and he sat down and he taught. And as he was teaching everybody, the scribes and the Pharisees, oh, the people we adore, they brought to Jesus a woman who was caught in adultery. And they said, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. And so they were like, what should we do with her? Because in the law, Moses has said that with this act, people should be stoned. And so they were like looking at Jesus and they were trying to test him and see what he was thinking. And basically, Jesus, as they were all talking to him and stuff, my man stooped down and wrote in the ground with his finger as though he didn't hear. So then they were like, teacher, teacher, what should we do? And so then pretty much Jesus said, okay, so he, all of y'all who do not have any sin, y'all go ahead and be the first to cast a stone on this woman. And then he stood, he he went and stooped back down and rolled on the ground. So, uh, yeah, they all heard that. And right then and there, guess what? Everybody was convicted by their conscience. And one by one, beginning with the oldest to the last, they all went out and got up. And they left the temple. And so when it was all said and done, it was just Jesus and the woman standing alone. And he raised himself up. And he saw no one. And so he said to the woman, woman, where are all the accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? And she looked at the Lord and said, no, Lord. And so then Jesus said to her, neither do I. I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. And that is our story. Although I'll add in a bonus snippet in the next uh, verse in verse 12. He, he did speak to everybody again and pretty, pretty much told everyone the infamous, I am the light of the world and he who follows me shall not walk in the darkness, but have the light of life. So in that lovely little short story, there was so much packed in there 
Ladies, what do you think of Jesus and the woman and the scribes and the Pharisees and all the people? I love to hear it. Oh, that thing was whoop. <laughs> I, all I'm saying is, where is that man that he was she, she was cheating with? Mm. You know? <laughs> right. Why, right. why is it that she had to be, her body count had to be revealed, but not the man? Correct. Like, Correct. it's okay for the men to do it. But then when she, you know, she's the one with all the sin, but he's good. No. And I really, 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 really love how Jesus just reacted to it. Like, he didn't hear it. Because, first of all, you don't have both parties there. Right? Mm. And it is nope. the rules are not only applicable to a woman. Right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Okay. So how is it that the men were covering the man, but then revealed the woman who is mm. really a woman is supposed to be protected? Correct? Mm. Correct. Preacher. And I wish. I knew what Jesus was writing on the ground. He was probably ripe, writing hypocrites. Hypocrites. <laughs> Either that or you big dummies. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and and the fact that he said if you you know who he who who does not have sin, cast the first stone. And none of them. I mean, think about it. It would have been a whole different situation if they cast that that stone and then they would have been the one the stone came back and hit because they had a sin too. They thought mm -hmm. about it. They knew exactly what Jesus was saying because everyone is not clean. And to me, it was like, we are so quick. You know how the Bible say, um, pick the speck out of your eye before you try to pick it yes. out of someone? Yes. It, it's kind of like, stop and take a look at yourself before you start judging someone else because in God's eyes sin is a sin there's no big sin there's no little you know little sin a sin is a sin so don't think that your stuff don't stink mm. because a stench is a stench regardless whether it's a big smell or a little smell you smell smell period mm -hmm. but that's all I got that's all I got for now <laughs> that was a lot <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I, I completely again agree with you. We talk a lot about this on this podcast. We talk about how men, man, man, human, male, mm -hmm. males, human, males have pretty much distorted laws in the Bible to make women seem less than or to oppress mm -hmm. them or to you know to make women be accountable for laws and, and men not and you even hear it still today oh it's okay for a man to cheat but not okay for a woman or a male who's like a cheater but if their wife cheats on them and they're all ready to kill them and it's just it shows this in a story so well <laughs> this is actually mm -hmm. one of my favorite stories in the bible because it shows these things so well it shows the hypocrisy of the the religious leaders at the time that they were ready to condemn this woman, but this uh -huh. man they just let him go. The uh -huh. law, Moses' law said if they get caught in adultery, they both are supposed to be stoned. Hey. But yet they only brought the one because it takes two to tango. She wasn't committing Amen. adultery by herself. She was with uh -huh. a 
another person Uh (laughs) and they only chose to point out her flaws and don't and and before we point fingers at this at these people we got pointing fingers at ourselves too we do the same thing we are so eager to point flaws out in someone else and we might be doing the exact same thing or we might be like okay that person is my boss so i'm gonna i'm gonna ignore that he's stealing but the person who stole from the store i'm gonna point out that they're stealing we do that with rich people poor people oh it's okay that that millionaire cheated on his taxes but let you know this person who's who's trying to put put bread on his family's table still from the corner store and he should be locked up you know what i'm saying so it's it, it points it out so well with this kind of hypocrisy that was happening in that and that was that was pretty much your first point and you made a whole bunch of points but (laughs) no I was saying and how dare they try to test Jesus yes on his own word come on now you don't think that he gave that commandment he he wrote the law come on now we're not doing that they literally is trying to see oh so we don't have both but would you still stone her and then they probably would turn around and call call him a hypocrite because the law says it should have been both. I feel like they were doing both. Like they were trying to twist and turn to see what Jesus would do. Yeah. Okay. I'm I, sorry. I think that's a great point too, because the Pharisees weren't doing this to try to enforce the law. They were doing this to try to trick Jesus. That was their intention. That was what was uh-huh. in their heart. And I feel like they were trying to trick them because <laughs> Jesus was down here preaching kindness and mercy uh-huh. and love. But yet the law is like, oh, you got to kill someone who uh-huh. does adultery. So if he had been like, okay, well, we're going to kill her, then they could have been like, uh, well, you said kindness and mercy and love. And they would have pointed out to all the people who were in the temple listening to Jesus, see, he's a hypocrite. Yeah. But if he had said, oh, no, let her go free, then they could have said, well, you are going against the law. So they were uh-huh. trying to trick him in that way. Uh-huh. And man he he did them one over he it. Hey. <laughs> the real psychologist <laughs> what really sometimes happens is that people like to point out good is good and bad is bad when it's convenient mm. so girl if it. you're right <laughs> then you're right and it shouldn't matter whether you're right to whomever whatever mm-hmm. major figure there is or someone who's important if you're wrong you're wrong and there's something that a lot of people don't take into consideration today and much of any other day is accountability Mm -hmm. so if you're wrong in something and someone points it out or tells you and even if you don't know it that's your point to accept it and to do what's right and to fix it so that you don't continue doing what's wrong from that point forward Mm -hmm. and the text points out that they were testing Jesus and they were being petty, but we all know that Jesus comes from the father. So he, just like you said, lady T, he had written this up with his father and he knows the, the, the word very, very well and the law very, very well. So he doesn't need anyone to test him to see what he knows. Cause he knows he's all knowing he's omnipotent, all that, but they wanted to be petty. And then they got their behinds handed to them when he made a very valid point. And the thing about it is, what she did was wrong, of course, but at the same time, like you said, Lady T, he they didn't bring in both parties. 
So it's not fair to just convict her of something when another person who was missing in action because she couldn't have committed adultery by herself. So he needed to be there as well. And they, you know, and then they could have went from it from that point of view, but they didn't want to do that. They wanted to point it out because they were trying to be petty and test him and, you know, make something come about it. But he pretty much handed them their behinds or in the new terminology, they messed around and found out that day up in the temple. <laughs> uh -huh. So much so that they had to leave. So you can't be right or wrong in convenience. You have to be right is right and wrong is wrong when it is. And you have to take accountability for your actions or lack thereof and stop trying to be up here being all holier than thou when it's convenient for you. If you're going to be holy, be holy. If you're going to be naughty, be naughty. But the point is, be what you're going to be all the time. Be consistent. Be consistent. Yeah. And it took them one by one to, uh, you know, think about what their sins were. And then went home one by yeah. one. It should have yeah. been taking y'all that long to even think. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of speculation about what Jesus wrote on the ground, but I think that he was probably like writing each person's. He probably wrote their name oh. and their oh. sin. He probably oh. wrote who they did oh. it with, who they did it to. <laughs> he was writing their body counts. Right. <laughs> exactly. And then whoever threw the stone, he'd be like, oh, but you have five body counts. Right. So we're going to throw you five stones five at times you. over. So. <laughs> no, that was going to be how many times the stone went back and hit you. <laughs> hit you five times for your five body counts that you don't want to take accountability for. That's what's going to happen. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. That, that is a whole, that is a whole thing. So I want to jump ahead and just say what did you ladies think of the fact that when Jesus and the woman was alone in the temple and he didn't condemn her, how did you all think of that? I mean, I felt like he showed what he preached. He's a forgiving God. He, mm -hmm. you know, if you acknowledge your sin and you're not justifying your sin, he showed that what he's preaching, you know, kindness, love, forgiveness. And he is the true epitome of being a forgiven God so he is God so he showed her at that moment his forgiveness and all that you know whatever sin that she may have had or committed is literally wiped out so I feel like he showed who he truly is which is the God that he's preaching God of kindness God of forgiveness and he doesn't hold anything against you Right. So. And that's and that's a beautiful thing that he showed because he could have straight up condemned her because what she did was wrong, theoretically. But right. what was nice was that even though law says this and law says that, I think for and I mean we don't know how this woman felt per se, because she was just I'm sure she was upset, she's probably embarrassed, a whole bunch of other Heck yeah. <laughs> being that they brought her in to the temple in front of everybody to be like, yes, what she was doing. <laughs> and what makes it worse, like we keep saying, it's fine that she was doing it, but you didn't bring in homeboy either. Y'all could have bought both of them in and been like, guess what they were doing and they are not married to each other. That would have been one thing. But even so, still, my other thing is too, like y'all caught them in the very act of it. What was you doing? Was y'all? Yeah, they was looking through the window. window. 
So, <laughs> so, so, I mean, theoretically speaking, they could have even set her up to tell you the truth. That's correct. Like they could have, they could have set her mm. up or we could already say that there were the origins of porn because they oh over there God. watching what other people are doing. Mm. Right. They shouldn't. Right. Which is a mess. Peeping Tom, whatever. It's it's a bunch of different things that's ticked off because the fact that they caught them in it, that's the part that's really unsettling. Like one of the guys there could have been the person who was doing it with her. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Maybe that's how they knew. <laughs> maybe, maybe. We don't know. But just for this woman to get some grace which is one of the wonderful things that Jesus and Lord offers was a beautiful thing because he could have condemned her too, but yeah. he didn't, like you said, Lady T. And it was wonderful that he extended that grace to her um, as well as all of us, each and every single one of us, which he does. So that's that's a beautiful thing that right. he did. Yeah. And he asked the question, where are, where are those who accuse you? He already knew, but she, you know, <laughs> she said no one. And he said, well, then I, you know, I'm not going to condemn you either because there's nobody to condemn you because they shouldn't be condemning you, you know. And then I like the part where he was talking about, I am the light of the world. Mm -hmm. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So what I was picturing is that now that, you know, that whatever she did in darkness, right, the secret, when you do secretive things, it's always never in the light. It's always in the darkness, right? Mm -hmm. So he's saying that I am the light. So once the woman came to him and now in his presence, she has the light of life. That's why he's, he's saying go and sin no more. So basically, she's no longer in dark darkness, and that she could follow him with no sin. Like she, she's sinless to me. Mm. Um, mm. I think that that was that's what I was, you know, making the correlation with with mm. those two scriptures. Well, I do like that you pointed out that he said, "Go and sin no more," because I think that some people, <laughs> and I know some people who. <laughs> who you know take God's compassion and mercy uh, for a weakness uh, uh -huh. and they think that it is there that they can do whatever they want because God's gonna forgive them anyway and uh, so yeah. they'll sin and be like oh well I'm gonna sleep with you know I'm gonna cheat on my wife but God's gonna forgive me in the morning so who cares kind of thing that's premeditated murder <laughs> but I'm it's true mean. like i've encountered people who you know people have hurt, hurt me in this I, way I before but mm -hmm. um but i like the fact that jesus said go and sin no more it was mm -hmm. like yes i forgive you but you have to stop doing this this is not your ticket mm -hmm. to go on and continue to Amen. you know commit mm -hmm. adultery with other people you know right, go, right. But, you know and we all are going to fall and make mistakes we all mm -hmm. are going to do it it's just us being human we are not perfect we always mm -hmm. are going to make mistakes but we got to try our best not to 
sin, not to hurt God, because sin always hurts God, number one. We don't want to hurt God because we love God. He loves us. We love God. So we don't want to hurt him. We don't want to hurt ourselves, and we don't want to hurt others. And that is exactly what sin does. Sin hurts either God, yourself, or others. So even though we're going to fall, we're going to make mistakes, and God is going to forgive us, we still have to try to not you know, to, <laughs> to not continue doing those things and saying, oh, well, he'll just forgive me in the morning. So, mm -mm, you know, he's not a genie. And that's the thing. He's not a genie, you know, where you command and then he does it. God does not work for us. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like, you know, a lot of us, like you said, Sister Glow, you know, we always take We I feel like we take advantage of his kindness, his forgiveness mm -hmm. and we got to remember, this is the all-knowing, all-powerful God. He could raise half an eyebrow and everything would be gone. Mm -hmm. You know, he 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 spoke in the world and things were created. So we have to be careful because he already know your thoughts. Like he said, if you already thinking it, you already committed it. You mm -hmm. know, so he it, it's it, when we premeditate, it's already done. We've already, our, our whole being has already committed that that whole mindset, that, that sin, the mind is such a powerful thing. And we know as human beings, we think before we do things. You can't say you do things out of blindness. You really do. It comes across your mind and you proceed to do it knowing the consequence. Mm -hmm. Everything that we do, we know there's going to be either a good consequence or bad consequence, but are you going to move your foot forward to accomplish and complete it? Or are you going to step back and say, okay, I can't do it no further. God, forgive me. You get what I mean? Like, are you mm -hmm. going to go through with it? And I feel like we take too much advantage of God's mercy and grace. And you really don't want God to leave you with your sins because Lord knows mm -hmm. if he does, good luck. Right. That's all I can say. Right. Our sins have consequences. So <laughs> it might feel like you're getting away cheating on your wife and then she leaves you. And then you're oh, crying yeah. about it. It's like, well, you, and you're like, why, God, did you do this to me? No, <laughs> your sin did that to you. You know, it wasn't God exactly. who did that. Nope. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Our sins do have consequences, which is uh -huh. the reason why you should probably try not to, just like Jesus told us to try uh -huh. not to. Yeah, <laughs> yep. we all fall short, the glory of God. Yep. But at the same time, we should not manipulate, you right. know, <laughs> We should not. Don't mm -mm. tempt him. Don't test him. <laughs> nope. Because nope. he already knows. He already knows. Yeah. He, you will not win. Mm -mm. I mean, they found out in the temple that day. Oh, well. <laughs> Just saying. So what do you guys think of this? In the, in this in these verses, they talked about this is Moses's law. Do you think there's huh. a difference between Moses's law and God's law? Uh-uh. No. Moses's law came from God. Okay. I think there is a difference. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, what's your what's your thought? Um, okay. So the to me, the difference is I feel like God's law, I feel like Moses' law did come from God's law. So I'm going to mm -hmm. start there first. But right. I feel like God's law is more universal. 
and Moses's law is more detailed for what was happening to the Israel life in the time. So for instance, mm -hmm. at that time, yeah. they were trying to stay purified. So a lot of the corporal punishment was to, to make that happen. So for instance, God's law, the 10 commandments, it says you should not commit adultery, but Moses's law takes that goes a step further. More and says, if you commit adultery, then you and your, the person you're committing adultery with will be stoned to death. And the reason for that is because back then, of course, you know, Jesus was going to come through, through the Israelites. And so they had to remain pure in some way they had to they're they're not necessarily like pure as far as their nationality is concerned but pure as far as they needed to know who their daddy was because back then they didn't have paternity tests that's number one and as you know when you read the new testament they really kept detailed books about who was whose daddy so that they can trace the Messiah all the way back to David. And they knew that it was from David that Jesus came, just like the prophecy had told them. So in order to prove that the prophecy was right, they had to trace the paternity. Also, they didn't want to corrupt the Israelites with pagan religions or anything like that. So they needed to be purified as far as their culture was concerned. And their spirit, as far as they were all believing in God. And, you know, that's why God judged them so harshly and basically turned them away and allowed them to suffer all this greatness whenever he turned from them because he needed for that culture to be intact. So for them to like go against it and do all this stuff and, and allow it, that would have tainted, you know, his whole thing. So I feel like, some of the stuff was for that point in time. And if you read the 613 laws of the Torah, some of it does not apply. They talk about <laughs> not eating shellfish and breaking a clay pot if a if a lizard goes into it. And all that stuff was great for that time because you don't want to have salmonella and die, right? So God, there was a purpose for that law. There was a purpose for God to... Um, influence Moses to make those laws, but I feel like it's it is all God's law. But I feel like God's law law is more university than a Moses's law, which was like what they wrote at that point in time when they were going through the desert and trying to survive. So that's what I think it is. The so difference. I think, and, and I agree with you as well. Um, and I think uh, uh, Mayor Bear, I, I, and I understood what Mayor Bear was saying too, because I think the question was posed and it made it seem like was there any difference i think she was just mm -hmm. saying that the law came from god mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. still yeah, so there much. is still a correlation yeah it's yeah just, you gave more detail and i 100 percent agree with what you saying because it, it you know his yeah. law takes it more further in clarifying basically the the actual commandment and actually give it's kind of like giving bullet point points mm -hmm. when yeah. you're writing a you know a detail something. Uh Moses gave more of a detail based on um the era that they're living in. And like you right. said, God's law is more like the 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 main topic and then the the storming uh the summary, the little bullet points is from Moses based mm -hmm. on you know what the era is that they're living in. I get it. Yeah, I, I yeah, I I completely agree with you, Sister Glow, because um, 
I wouldn't. I mean, the lizard going into a clay pot. I don't have a clay pot. And if a little salamander fell into it, I mean, you clean it because that's how you kill salmonella. But, you know, they didn't know about salmonella and germs back then. So you just had to break the clay pot. <laughs> uh, pretty much. They was running. They was wandering around in the desert. They didn't have too much water to be cleaning out their clay pots. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. That's true. So I have a question. I don't. I don't have the answer to this, but this just kind of, you know, um, maybe I, I wanted to see what you guys, even if you thought about it. So why do you think God, um, Jesus stooped down mm. in front of <laughs> those who were sinners, like? Yeah. I have a thought about that. Yeah. I think that it was Damn. actually symbolic for mm -hmm. Jesus coming down from heaven to come down to earth to get in the dirt with us dirty sinners and mm -hmm. to basically heal and save us. So I think it was symbolic of that sacrifice that Jesus, like everybody talks about Jesus being on a cross as a sacrifice, which it was, it was the ultimate sacrifice, but he also sacrificed 33 years of his life in heaven because he was in heaven living a life and he had to come down here and save our poor little dirty souls. So I think it was very symbolic of him having to come down, wrap himself in flesh and get in the dirt with us in order to save us. And that's, that's just my thought about it. What do you think? Uh -huh. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a beautiful thought. Um, it probably is the correct thought, possibly, um, depending. <laughs> but then it could, be, about to say. it could be that Jesus talk. was having a very human moment. Jesus was, was having a human tired. moment. Kind of kind of like a kind of like a moment I would have been having where I had to like go play in the dirt for a moment <laughs> and be like, they really think. <laughs> that I'm going to fall for this today. Father God, I need you to help me not knock them out up in the temple. Because first of all, we in the place of religiousness. And you know, these people, they tested me and they, 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 they tested, they tested my spirit, Father, and I need some help because I might, I might, I just might give everybody leprosy. Everybody going to get leprosy. Everybody going to be blind. Locusts going to be coming out of everybody, everything. I can't do it today, Father. I can't. I I, th I, I would like to think that Jesus might have had a moment being that he was wrapped in flesh and he felt what we felt because, you know, he cried too. So I think he might have had a moment where he was just like, are they serious? I'm going to just go ahead. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to play in this dirt and write out their body count <laughs> and pray to the Father. So that I don't, I don't, I don't cast everybody with leprosy or some <laughs> demonic something. Cause yeah, in my mind, that's what I would like to, I, I, Sister Glow, I think that what you're saying is probably correct, but in my mind, I would like to kind of think maybe just for a hot second, maybe one of the two stoops that he did, that's what he did. He I, like, I like your explanation. I think, <laughs> or it could, <laughs> it could be that he's saying you're not on my level. Like Ooh, I'm yes. light and you're dark. Y'all darkness fight against each other. Yep. I don't know. Like <laughs> there's he no path for y'all right now because all y'all darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And he might have been, you know what? He might have been thinking about how he was gonna go ask 
one of the chicks down the street to make him some spicy lamb after all of this. Oh, they goodness. <laughs> More spicy lamb. <laughs> and what does it say? Light and dark cannot be in the same room? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so not on the same level. Mm. Yeah, they weren't mm. on the same level. Thoughts. Hmm. <laughs> all right now, Jesus. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. all good thoughts. That has its purpose. Yeah. Mm. Yep. But the writing in the sand was definitely significant too because who he it could have been just scribble. It could have been nothing. It could have been a picture, it could have been a scripture. We don't know. But yeah. I think even communicating to them in a way that they would understand and, mm -hmm. and ultimately cause them to flee, you know. Mm -hmm. So and it could be telling us also that we don't have to always like react in a heartbeat. You know, Ooh. when we face mm -hmm. adversity, like we have to be silent sometimes and act like we don't even hear what's happening or what, you know, other people are saying, because not everything needs to be entertained and everything yes. needs a reaction at that moment. Yeah. So, so someone told me years ago, and I, I take this, I take a lot of things, but I take this immensely and piggybacking in what you're saying, Lady T, um, you don't always have to give someone a reaction. You may have to always give them a response, but you don't owe them any type of reaction. And I think that definitely was shown in that he probably, like I said, he, he was saying a prayer. He was probably saying, get on my level, but you can't. I don't mm -hmm. know. But he was he was preparing for his response rather than a reaction. Although I don't think Jesus reacted because he's just so great. But I probably yeah, really. would yeah, I'm because right. I mean, like, think about it. Just put yourself. Let's let's not even say you, Jesus. Let's say you are a teacher. You're giving a lecture. You're a preacher. You in your church. You're giving a lecture somewhere where you are giving a speech or a lecture or something mm -hmm. or a minute or ministering. And in the middle of you speaking your speech, someone throws a person in front of you. And starts telling you to kill her, kill them because they <laughs> committed adultery. Like that, that's like pretty intense, right there. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I wouldn't put it past uh, the Lord Jesus that he had to little take a little bit of a moment and also in the process teach us. Sometimes even when people throw the most ridiculous stuff in your face when you're trying to do your mission, because <laughs> that's mm -hmm. what Jesus was trying to do, his mission, mm -hmm. and they're going to sit up there and throw some ridiculous in his face. And sometimes you just got to approach it gently, take a step back, collect yourself, because, you know, sometimes we need to take a breather before we respond. And then after that, <laughs> respond. Pretty mercifully, much. yeah, because that's that's a whole lot of drama right there. That's a lot of drama. And that's, and that's a, another question because um, don't they have people that execute the law? Why do they have to bring them to Jesus? Like, yeah, you know, it's all like testing him. It was just so convenient. Too much. Like you said, I felt like it was a setup. They set that girl up. <laughs> yeah, they did. They, it was a, it was a, because honestly, the Pharisees could have dealt with it on their own. Exactly. Accord. Yes. That's why I'm like, mm-hmm, yep. But here they come. Here come that's the scribes right. and the Pharisees. That's that's the problem with them. They're so annoying because they know the law <laughs> because they write the law and then they execute the law because they know those who write the law to read what the law says 
and they can execute what needs to be done. But yeah, here they come trying to test the teacher, see what the teacher has to say. Because, you know, does he know the law? Does he know what to do? Mm-hmm. And fool, he is the law. How about that? Right. And you learned- well, how about he made a new law when he came? <laughs> that right. he made a new covenant when with us when he came and died for us. So sure did. But sure did. So this scripture pretty much talks about capital punishment. What do you think that the scripture is trying to say about capital punishment? Mm. Might just be pretty much those who are without any, you know, sin or outstanding unlawful stuffies be the first to execute somebody. But I mean, truth be told, every single one of us, I don't care who we are, even down to the littlest, tiniest babe, we all have sinned and done something wrong. So really and truly, it probably comes down to the whole point of unless you are perfect, i.e. Jesus, which you can't be because you're not the Messiah, then how can you punish somebody with capital punishment if you yourself can't be punished with capital punishment? But we also have to remember that not everybody is a Christian and Mm -hmm. really believe in the law and the love and the forgiveness of God and what he teaches. So I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit on the fence about it. Mm-hmm. Only because I felt like if you, you know how, and yes, we don't have the right to make that judgment. At the same time, God put people in that position to make that call. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like those who execute the law, basically. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it says we have to follow the laws of the land, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to me, like I said, I'm on the fence about that because if you keep breaking the law, breaking the law, you know, even with the law of God or, you know, things that God says for us to do, if you keep going against it, he, you, you basically going to be left to your sin. And there yeah. is consequences for everything that we do, right? So if you know that what you're doing, you're killing other people, you're doing this, and you're continuously doing it, and you know that the consequence is capital punishment, you keep doing it, then you're going to, you, you basically saying, I know this is what I'm going to get. I'm still going to do it. So I really don't, I don't feel bad. I, I don't, <laughs> when it's oh, right. Well, Let's just say when well, it's right. I'll say this. I was just telling you what the scripture had told me about it. <laughs> no, no, I no. I know. You, I know. I ain't tell you what I thought about <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm going to just leave it at that because, I mean, if the streets get you, I don't know what to say. Yeah. They just got you. You've been got. And that's that's right. what's going to be. But, right. um, yeah, I, I, that's what I had said is what the scripture had said, but I have a whole nother thing which we will not use on this show about what happened. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nice little Christian show. Right. Right. I just—I mean, we just gotta will, follow the laws of the land. So, yep, you follow the laws because I tell you what, I could, I, I would. Some people I would have whole bullet bullet points and and signs point. He over there. 
Go get him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's that? You, you, need a, you need a two by four? Oh, here's one with some rusty nails in it. Want to use this? Yeah. And like I said, you know, I'm on the fence too because then some of this capital punishment, some people have gotten in don't deserve it. Or, yes. You I'm know, like it. did not. Other countries. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you showed your hair. I will stone you to death. Like that. Right. Is, so, it's, yes. and even innocent folks, you know what I mean? Yes. Like that's on death row or whatever. I, yes. I, like I said, I'm on a fence about it. All I can do is just pray and hope that, you know, <laughs> what they're doing is right. But follow the lands of the law as much as you can and try to avoid being in places that you're, you know, you shouldn't be, I guess. Mm hmm. So it is a very I, touchy stuff subject when it comes to like politics. Um and right. the and I feel like the Bible kind mm -hmm. of I want to say sends mixed messages. I don't think it does, but there's some parts mm -hmm. where it'll be like eye for eye, and then there's other parts where there's like mercy. And I don't and think turn that, the right cheek if you slap yeah, it. Turn, turn the cheek the other and you're cheek. like, which one is it? Am I supposed to stab their eye out or am I supposed oh. to stab me in my other eye? And right. it's just <laughs> It's very confusing. Well, how many cheeks do you have? <laughs> yeah, it's I I do feel like um unfortunately in our world, capital punishment mm -hmm. is a little bit scary because people mm -hmm. will take this way out of context and be like, yep. oh, you know, I she showed me her hair or she fought he fought for hum for women's rights, so they deserve to die, mm -hmm. so we're gonna kill them, which happens. Mm -hmm. It does mm -hmm. happen still today, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And then you have, you know, on the other side of it, which is like someone murders someone over and over, like murders several mm -hmm. people, mm -hmm. you know, they're a serial killer or whatever, and then it's mm -hmm. like, okay, I can see that. And then you have on the other side where you know, more of certain races are incarcerated and accused mm -hmm. when they might be innocent and they're blamed exactly. for all murders. Exactly. And they're right. not actually the ones who did it. And it's controversial. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to like humans deciding capital punishment, it's a little bit uh scary because it we, is. Don't, <laughs> we don't know, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and I think that I, I'm gonna look, lean on a different chapter, it's Romans 13. That said that the only governing authority is God. And mm -hmm. I feel like that is the case here, especially when, you know, at the end, Jesus was like, where are your accusers? And she said, well, there are none left, but there was one left. It was Jesus who was left. Mm -hmm. probably the only one who could have cast a stone at her because he is the mm -hmm. only one who was in the whole building that did not have a sin. Um, mm -hmm. but yet still he was merciful and graceful. So I it is it is a touchy subject, even and you know, I think we should look to the Bible to figure out capital punishment, but we gotta take it as a whole. We can't take just eye for eye and be mm -hmm. like, look, capital punishment, it's justified in the Bible. Um, and it, we also can't look at this story and say, see, mercy, you're supposed to forgive everything. Like you mm -hmm. kind of gotta take it in a in a whole. And then, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a touchy thing. It's, it's definitely not like mm -hmm. a, a clear, clear answer or clear response. So it's very gray. It's not black and it white. Is. That's for sure. It is. Yeah. Any other thoughts, ladies? Are we down to the final thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, final thoughts then. 
thought my final thought would be uh please check yourself before you wreck yourself like the hey. old hip hop song hey. says do not yeah. sit there throwing people uh, condemning people and accusing people because we have all sinned and before you point the finger at someone please take a look at like you said lady t the speck in your own eye please take that out mm. first um and also do not condemn people just because they are of a certain sex or race or uh, class status right is right and wrong is wrong regardless of what sex class status or race you are so that would be my final thoughts well you said most of it <laughs> all i would say is <laughs> check yourself and mind your business <laughs> Okay. Don't be peeping through your windows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't be peeping through nobody else's windows. Take care no, of what's in I, your own house. <laughs> I would, I would, mine would be um, your, you can, your um, response doesn't require a reaction. Ooh, yes, girl. So mm -hmm. just, just make sure you're, you know, you should respond. Actually, I'll take it back. It should be you should respond before you react. So there's nothing wrong with having your reaction, but no one has a right to your reaction. What you should always give is your response. So mm -hmm. sometimes your response and your reaction may correlate, but for the most part, your natural reaction should be, you know, a, a further point away from your actual response. So don't give, and then pretty much it also leads to, you don't have to give privy to people to how you feel at any time. Don't let people know that much. So, yeah. Mm. Look down, draw on the sand. Stoop down and draw on the sand. <laughs> Give yourself a moment. Have a deaf ear. Mm. There you go. Like, what's that come again? Right. <laughs> or as one of as one of my coworkers say all the time, pardons? Pardon? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. All right, so if we are done, I'll go ahead and close out. Um, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for everything that you have allowed us to be able to discuss um, today, Lord. We pray, God, that you will um, touch the hearts of the listeners, Lord God, that there is something that we said that they will take to heart, Lord God, and that they will hold dear to whatever was said, Lord, that it will bless them, Lord God, and that they will take that nugget and be able to apply it to their lives, Lord. We pray, God, that you will also keep us, Lord, um, as we always try to minister, Lord God, and always try to hear your voice and speak, Lord God, what's on our hearts, Lord. We pray, God, that you will guide us, Lord God, this week, um, the listeners and us, Lord, as we go through this week, Lord, that you will allow us, Lord God, to be able to accomplish what your desires are for us, Lord, that we'll be able to um, have the heart of you, Lord, and be able to have a given heart, a forgiven heart, Lord God, in any circumstances that we may face, Lord, that we will want to treat others the way that we want 
others to treat us, Lord. So Father God, open our eyes to see, Lord, your ways and how we are to treat each other, Lord God. We thank you and we praise you. And we know, Lord God, that you are always with us, Lord. So Father, guide us as we go through this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And we and uh happy Thanksgiving to Yes. Yes. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy holidays. <laughs> yes. Happy holidays.